so much news. This is great. I can't wait. Okay. So oh, I don't know what to start with. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> um. So first things first. Mm-hmm. Found our wedding venue. Uh, Bloody thrilled. Yeah. Absolutely delighted. Alexis, you're gonna lose. I your mind. I the so Ella sent me photos, <laughs> and I've never been. I don't know how to explain this. Like. I'm so ready to book my tickets. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so ready. Like I, it's not for, for so it. long, and I it's keep not just for being so like, long. "When can I?" Okay, but when I'll, well, I'm ready. This is this is the other thing. Like, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about this, but like I do think we might end up doing it sooner oh, you think? than we initially said. Yeah, because we're just so excited, <laughs> like, and everyone, all my friends were like. You're not going to wait that long. We know you. You're not going to wait that long. And I'm like, oh, you all think I'm so unrestrained. And they were like, you're going to start planning and you're going to get excited. And they were right. They yeah. were right. Yeah. Like, I'm excited. So obviously it depends on like work things and money things yeah. in the next kind of six months. But um, if everything goes to the plans of my manifestations yeah. in the next six months, and I'm very good at manifesting. I manifested this podcast. That's true. After all. You did. You're very so- good at it. <laughs> I'm very good at it. So if everything goes according to my manifestations, then we would actually probably do it a year earlier and do it in 2025. Oh, yeah. So that's what we're thinking. But yeah, so found our venue. It's called Kalevi Castle. It's in Ireland. It's stunning. It's just literally like a castle out of a fairy tale. I'm obsessed with it. It has the most beautiful hotel attached with like a spa. The grounds are gorgeous. And it's at the base of a mountain called Sleeve Gullion. And the local history about Steve Gullion is so cool. Um, I might have to do... We'll do an Irish mythological creature oh, episode. Because yeah. there are so many cool ones. Yeah. One of the really cool stories is that at the top of Steve Gullion, there's a lake. And the lake is said to be cursed by... Yeah, right? So cool. By... Um, Anya, the goddess of summertime, because she and her sister both fell in love with this giant called Finn McCool. And um, Anya's sister was like, well, I don't want you to have him. And Anya had said, well, I'll never marry a man with grey hair. So her sister put a curse on the lake so that anyone that goes in it ages 85 years. And then Finn McCool swam in the lake. And because he was a really powerful giant, his hair went white, not grey. But to this day, no one gets in that lake. Wow. No, Wait, really? It? No one goes in? Yeah. <gasps> no one goes in. Because why would you risk it? Why would you risk why it? Why would you risk it? I didn't know that part, though. I just Nobody thought Nobody goes was... in. Oh, my God. No one goes in the cursed lake. No one goes in the cursed lake. Oh, my God. And even all of our, like, friends who aren't all people that would like believe in yeah. like magic and myths were all like, well, sure. Why would you go in the lake? <laughs> what? Why would you do that? Just, <laughs> you shouldn't risk it. Yeah. Why would you risk it? That's um, so cool. So that's really cool. And then the other cool thing, this is just a life update because yes. I'm excited. This isn't even a pet update. The life, the other cool thing is that I bought my wedding dress. <gasps> Ella. I know. <laughs> Do I want I know, to wait? I want to see it so bad. No, mm. I'm not showing you. Oh. I'm not showing you. I'm not showing Give you. Give me a because, clue. Because, um, okay. Uh, oh, um, it's like the opposite of what I thought I'd get. Oh, okay. <gasps> like the total opposite. And the only reason I, oh, it was so wild. I literally got an email from David's Bridal. Do you know David's Bridal? Oh, yeah. Which is where like, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. 
Anyway, David's Bridal UK filed for bankruptcy earlier this year. Oh. So I get this email on Saturday being like, we're, we're closing down this weekend. Everything must go. All dresses. As in, when I say prices slashed, I mean, all the dresses were £200. Whoa. Down from like thousands. thousands. And it was buy one, get one free. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not joking. Alexis, I bought two dresses. Yes. Two expensive ass wedding dresses for £200. Oh my God. That's honestly such I a must, good tip. I've saved, I saved like two, I literally saved like two grand. Yeah. Like I'm not even joking. Wow. Um, oh my so God. So thrilled. So I've got two very different dresses and I'm going to have one for Ireland, which is just so different to what I thought I would get. Yeah. And I honestly like picked it up. It was the last dress I had to try on. I picked it up because I was like, oh, well. I haven't tried on anything like this, might as well. And I put it on and I went out. And it was literally just my mum, my aunt, and my best friend, yeah. Emily. Um, all of my bridesmaids were away because it was so, like, last minute. <laughs> and I put the dress on and walked out and they were all like, oh. Wow. And yeah, so obsessed with Cute. it. And then the other dress, I don't know, we'll either do, like, a... We might do a thing in London first. We'll probably do a day two. So mm-hmm. I'll find an occasion. Yeah. I'll find a time I know to some it. people switch even on the day so yeah i don't think i will though because i just want to stay in that dress forever and i only get to wear it once you know yes there's do you do rehearsal dinners and things like that there um we'll do i mean not really i mean is the rehearsal dinner just like a dinner it's just a dinner yeah i don't even know why they call it a rehearsal dinner i don't think that anyone rehearses anything that's what I was going to say. What's being rehearsed? I think in theory, like you're like, oh, here's who's going to walk with who. Like, you know, like when you're, if you're, if you're cho- sure. any sort of choreography that needs to happen, I think goes oh, then. Sh- oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Cause then it's like, it's the bridal. It would be everybody that's like in the wedding at mm-hmm. the dinner. Mm-hmm. So you would do the rehearsal yeah. and then have the dinner. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have something like that yeah. the day before, but it will kind of just be because it's Ireland and because like, with the exception of Michael's family, um, everyone we know will be flying in. So there will be something the day before Definitely. just by dint of all of our family and friends being in yeah. one place. So, so cool. I'm going to have to be really careful not to get like seriously drunk the night before and be like hungover on my Because I'd be very easily done. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, 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 it's exciting times. Mm-hmm. Um but that is why, and we have to do your update as well. But the reason for today's theme of episode yeah. is because I've been off doing wedding stuff. Yeah. So we will be talking about animals and weddings. Animals, which, um, weddings, and um, animals in love is what I'm going to call it. Oh, cute. <laughs> love that. I love that. Um, I did, I saw lots of great animals while I was in Ireland, as I always do. I saw... Fluffy cows, so many fluffy yes. cows, which was like joyful. They're so cute. Uh, they're so cute. Um, there were fluffy cows on the estate of the castle, that, which was really great. Um, and I saw Irish wolfhounds, which I was like, one day I will have a big house and I will have an Irish wolfhound because yeah. I'm just obsessed. They're just such gentle giants. They're just, they're so magnificent. I love them. Um, and then one of the venues I looked at, not the one I picked, but the one I saw before that had a stables on site 
and that was really exciting. And I sent Alexis lots of photos yes. of me with the horses and I'll probably post those as well because I was thrilled. I was like, it will have to be this one. There are horses. Yeah. It <laughs> is Michael a strong like, reason, but it was, it was a really strong pull. Yeah. And Michael was like, Ella, we cannot base our wedding venue on the fact that it has horses. And I was like, yes, we can. We absolutely can. And the only thing that counted against it that meant the other venue won is that the other venue has a turret library like a mini library in like a tower turret i I sent you the photos i know it's so cool and it's just it's the best thing ever and i was like (gasps) fine yeah yeah so but that was it the only thing that could beat horses is books really Mm -hmm. for me so you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's my 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 updates what's what's going on with you and your crew um Nothing super new. I was out of town, like just for the weekend, um, and I went to also just like side plug. If you're if anyone's in California and you want to stay at like the most fun possible place you can stay, um, there's a place called Hicksville. There's one in uh, Joshua Tree in the middle of the desert, which is where I went. And there's it's also called one. Hicksville. It's called Hicksville. That's jokes. Um, yeah. And then there's another one called Hicksville Pines, which is up in the mountains. And there you have little cabins. But the thing about Hicksville is like basically. So for the one in the desert, it's all different old um, like airstreams and RVs and little um, cool trailers and stuff that they have like renovated to be like, you know, little rooms for you to stay in. Um, and it's all on this big like fenced in property. And they have like, so you have your little trailer and then there's like a pool, there's bows and arrows you can shoot, there's a jacuzzi on the roof, there's a whole like game room, there's ping pong, there's like, it's just basically like um, a camp for adults because it's 21 and up also. So like everyone is just drinking and hanging out the entire time. Um, Fun. Yeah. So super fun. Definitely recommend if, if you're looking for just like a quick getaway in california um and it's dog friendly i didn't bring the dogs because my dogs are nightmares but it is dog. <laughs> it is a dog friendly place which i think is so cute but would um, crumb have been okay crumb would, would have been okay not? definitely also like in retrospect i actually think they both would have been fine because there were no other dogs there also my big my biggest worry is with cricket was just like if there's another dog the whole time he's gonna freak out um but there there mm. i think it would have been fine but hard to, you know, didn't want to risk it. And also didn't want to spend the whole trip worrying about the dogs. Yeah, of course. Um, but so, so they far. stayed here with uh, a couple of my friends just came and stayed at the house. And the big update is I know I've talked about this before, but Cricket does a really funny thing where like if Grant and I hug or something like in the living room, we're standing. Cricket, he freaks out. He barks at us and he growls because he wants to be in the hug, right? Like he's so mad that we're leaving he's him out so of it. He's so jealous. He's so jealous. And he's like, you're doing my favorite thing without me. All he wants to do is snuggle. <laughs> and we thought it was just a me and Grant thing. But it turns out that my, my friends that stay here are a couple. And they were like, <laughs> we got a text that said, why does Cricket hate kissing? and we're like what and then we realized like no oh my god it's not that he hates it he loves it and he's mad at you for not letting him be up there you have to and they're like oh my god and they figured out and they're like you have to pick him up and then he's fine oh my god so if you're if you're like hugging or kissing and you pick up cricket he's fine with it then yeah 
That's so yeah, cute. That's how you solve that it is, is you have to pick him up and let him be in the hug. That is so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. He just wants to be nestled between people. Yeah. <laughs> and he's furious if you do it without him. He, like, he also, he knows the sound of it. Like, he won't be in the room. And then, like, <gasps> we'll, like, just, like, hug. And all of a sudden, you hear him come from, like, a different room. And he's like, hey, hey, <laughs> let me in. He's like, they're touching. Yeah. They're touching without me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. It's also funny because sometimes you're like, Cricket, we're we're trying to be cute. And you are really killing the moment. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's hard to... Pets are kind of, I mean, and this flies in the face of what we're about to discuss, yes. but pets can sometimes be a bit like anathema to romance. Like you have to really work to make them part of the romance, you know? You know what I mean? Like oh, it's, yeah. it's the, the people we're about to talk about manage to make animals part of romance really successfully, but power to them, it is it not is easy. It is difficult. It is like, yeah, the dog yeah. is here. We're the do- are we having a sweet moment? Well, the dog is here. The dog is staring at us. So that's actually the thing is like, yeah, if if it's like, yeah, if me and Michael kiss and then I turn and Percy's just like eyeballing me <laughs> as if and I'm like, I feel re- like I feel judged by you right now. <laughs> like she's looking at me like you harlot. How dare you? <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's, so, uh, but yeah. That's adorable. How were the cats while you were away? Were they chilling? I think they were totally fine. I used this. Um, one of my friends is very allergic to cats, but stayed anyway. And I used this. Oh. I don't remember what it's called, but basically it's like a, a enzyme liquid that you put all over the cats. That's supposed to help reduce allergies on them. And my friend said it seemed to work. Like they still oh, wow. had, you know, there's still like dander in the thing. So I'm sure they still had a little bit of reaction. But for some reason... Um, my friend Michael is very allergic to Maud in particular. Like, I think it's something about her dander or something that really gets him. But putting that stuff on, he was like, yeah, I was fine. We hung out there all day and I didn't, I forgot. So. Oh, wow. Good plug for that stuff, I guess. That's so good. You know what it's called? I would love to know. I will. It's, I'd have to go get it, but I'll look, I'll look yeah, after yeah. and let you know. But. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that's something that'd be really useful for everybody. Yeah. Myself included. Yeah, yeah. I had that thought too. I was like, oh, this is, if it works that well, like, yeah, just keep using it. it. So that's, that's kind of the updates. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, Should we get into uh, animals in love? Yeah, let's. (laughs) So, Alexis, do you want to tell me about very monogamous animals? I do. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I liked when I was looking through this, so I just found like there there are a lot in like to to actually do every animal that has a version of this, we'd be here for a really long time. But 100%. there's some that are very funny in the way they do it. Um, and even within this list, I think like when it describes them, it's like, well, maybe it doesn't seem like it's a romantic connection, but they do it for this what reason. And a lot of them are like, yeah, that's just like people. Not every yeah. person is together for just a true love sometimes you're there because it's convenient and that's fine (laughs) yeah totally like also culturally like people's understanding of romance varies depending on how old you are where you're from romance is a really modern concept yes actually yes before that it was like does this make sense for our families do we come from a similar background are you nice (laughs) 
that's that's all it really even the standards were different (laughs) yeah the um okay so the first kind of example of this that i liked was um the eurasian beaver so not just all beavers but specifically the eurasian beavers monogamy is more about practicality than romance unlike their north american counterparts who have been known to mate outside of their bonded pairs eurasian beavers team up for life as a way to increase their chances of survival although one of right um, although one of their primary sources of food is tree bark, its lack of nutritional value means that beavers need to eat a lot of bark to keep themselves going. So by pairing up, couples can split their workload and ensure everything else gets done. Um, they did a that is genius, right? Yeah, like if that's not a marriage, I don't know what is. Like all, all, all I, all I want in this life is an equal division of exactly. labor. That's all I want. Yes. So like researchers found that um the the like tasks divided between the pairs, including uh it like included maintaining the dam and lodges and guarding their territory and sharing parenting duty duties duties so So, yeah they're just i mean to me that's just like the stereotypical uh like husband wife relationship yeah absolutely (laughs) like Like you're you're just splitting chores that is it from now till death (laughs) we had our fun and now we've got kids and a home to maintain i yeah yeah there's a rotor (laughs) um (laughs) So to, to contrast that one, though, um, gibbons, the very, very cute monkeys, um, in the same way that like some couples will have like a, their song, gibbons have a their song they sing together. So paired gibbons perform duets, a series of vocal cries that combines their individual mating calls into a single song that becomes intrinsic to their relationship. Um, yeah. So these long, loud, long and well-coordinated duets are sung during intimate moments such as mutual grooming or when pairs are separated. As female oh. gibbons uh, remain with the center of the pair's territory, keeping the song going prevents their male partner from straying too far from home. That is so cute. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they know that they've gone too far if they can't hear the song anymore. That is some Disney shit Isn't right it? there. Like, that is like... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love that. I wonder what the song sounds like. Oh, I bet listen. it's kind of insane it's probably yeah, like yeah, to the human sure. ear it's probably like oh be- beautiful guys keep it up um <laughs> love it and then the next one i talked about is uh california mice specifically because so they form lifelong pairings um but as is often the case in human relationships it isn't always smooth sailing they did a study um they found that an overwhelming majority of mice remain loyal to their partner when pl- like when they place them with another mouse However, um, they noted some tense conversations upon being reunited. And about half of the couples... No. Right? They, yeah, they get in a little fight. <laughs> and about half of the couples engaged in angry barks after separation, regardless of whether the partner had cheated. Although this arguing stopped after around a week. Um, and then those who returned to oh friendly... Oh, my God. Right? They fight. And then if they returned to friendly relations, relations more quickly, like if they stopped fighting sooner, they were found to be more likely to raise healthy offspring. <gasps> oh my god and you can just imagine like those mice going back into their partners like all sheepish and the partner who is she i smell I her i can smell her on her <laughs> i didn't i swear <laughs> i didn't do anything i can smell her all over you <laughs> yeah and i like the ones like if there was a more trustworthy one where they're like okay no you're you were placed in that tank with i get it and then they had healthy kids because they were both still there was no resentment left 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Makes sounds like humans. <laughs> that is so funny. That literally sounds like Love Island or something, doesn't it? Like some because because it's also the element of like you being separated without your like say so you know there wasn't a conversation beforehand where they were like you know what we're going to be in an open relationship you go do you yeah. that's fine that conversation never got to happen because they happen. were just snatched from their partners and put in another cage exactly yeah so. it's very very love island, it's very love island. <laughs> <laughs> um okay i'm gonna tell you about i think two more um okay the first one are black vultures and so i guess in birds monogamy is more normal like it's mm. less normal in mammals but it's it's like kind of the, the 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 norm for birds is to to mate for life interesting um and black vultures uh for example so once a male locates a partner um a courtship ritual ensues that can sometimes finish in mid-air mating dance which <laughs> i'm just saying that sounds absolutely insane um they're thrill seekers and so <laughs> After the eggs are laid, both vultures share responsibility of incubating the eggs by each taking turns in 24-hour shifts. Um, however, uh, what differentiates black vultures from other birds is how their monogamy is enforced. If a partner is caught philandering in public with a different bird, the rest of the flock will turn on them with a brutal attack, forcing them to retreat to the marital, na- the, to marital nest. And in the process, dissuading any other vultures from considering infidelity in the future. I'm kind of obsessed with that. I know. The entire community is like, what are you doing? You have a wife at home. She's up there in the nest and you're down here. Philandering? Philandering? How dare you? With another bird? (laughs) I, that's so great. I really, you know, a lot of like toxic male groups, I feel, Mm -hmm. could learn from, from that. Yes particular dynamic do you know what just in general hold your friends accountable hold that's fr- all i'm saying yeah stop enabling your friends to be bad to their partners right like hold them accountable yeah. encourage respect attack them if needed <laughs> shun them as a group <laughs> that is so cool they get shunned so much that it dissuades anyone else from ever thinking of doing that also which yeah because like. they're all like oh yeah i remember last yeah. season did you see what happened to, to steve <laughs> yeah that Steve, Steve got pretty messed up. I don't think I'm going to... Yeah, man. I can't talk to you. I'm sorry. I'm talking to my wife at home. <laughs> um, and the last one I wanted to talk about is actually a uh, parasitic flatworm. It's called a diplozoon paradoxum. And this, they take uh, meeting your other half very literally. Um, because this flatworm lives in the gills of fish, like minnows and carps. Um, and they're born as a single, their porpa, which I learned is what you call their larva. And I mm. think it's D-I-R-P-O-R-P-A. Der porpa. Diplozoon. Uh, so each individual diplozoon uh, must conjoin with another specimen or it cannot reach adulthood. Um, so mating kickstarts not only the impregnation process, but they... Um, they can cross-fertilize, but also extends their life expen- expectancy by several years as the two individuals become permanently fused as a single H-shaped specimen. H-shaped? Yes. Like an infinity? Yeah, like an infinity. Wow. 
like an open-ended infinity. But yeah, so the, they, they're just single little little worms, and then they meet each other, and they fuse, and they reproduce, but they also stay fused, and then forever they are just a little... Wow, they must really like each other. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if any of these little worms were like, no, oh man, I do not <laughs> like this guy. There we go. Um, that would be really unfortunate. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully they pick well. You know. God, I don't, would I want to fuse? I don't know. I do quite like being able to have some independence. <laughs> yeah. it's a, I guess if I had to fuse with someone, I'd probably pick Michael. I feel like that's a good indication. Yeah, that's really good. Of like me getting married <laughs> to him. Like, thank God. I think I'd probably pick him. Yeah. That is so funny. I'm just trying to imagine, like, that. that's commitment. How, what, what's their lifespan, do you know? How long uh, were they together for? It said... Yeah, it did say. Um, so they can live... It expends their life expectancy by, expectancy by several years. Um, oh, it extends their life yeah. expectancy? Yeah. <gasps> Whoa! I don't Whoa. know how long it takes for them to reach that, but they technically still, you know, they're still larvae, so they're little... And if they don't do that, it seems like they die, die pretty quickly. Interesting. Yeah. So when you if so you mate for life, but your life is longer. So there are benefits. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Kind of like getting married for taxes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's sort of a like, well, it's not ideal, but because I would love to just like go to the bathroom by myself, but save a like lot of I live longer, so you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those were great. Thank you. Like. Uh, the vultures, incredible! Like, I, right? I love that. I know, I love like because it kept the article that we were looking at kept kind of being like, "It's not all sunshine," and it's like, "Well, yeah, of course not." No, relationships are complicated. Yeah, no marriage is all sunshine. It's it's, but you you tough it out together. Don't exactly. You? Yeah, or you have the you, community around you shun them until they figure it out, <laughs> get their act together. The Greatest Generation, Maximum Fun's irreverent, filthy mouth Star Trek podcast is a big deal. How big? It's the only Star Trek podcast big enough to have a live show tour. And we are inviting all Star Trek fans and Max Funsters everywhere. We're calling it the Share Your Embarrassment Tour, where we're going to celebrate and roast Star Trek V. That's the one where they kill God. We're going to be in a bunch of cities, and greatestgentour.com has all the info and ticket links. That's greatestgentour.com for dates and ticketing info for the Share Your Embarrassment Tour. Come share your embarrassment with us. And grow stronger from the sharing. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the hosts of Schmanners. If you're looking for a good place to jump into our show, uh, we really recommend either the Playgrounds episode or the Job Interviews episode. Or if you want to go way back, you can check out the episode where we compare the differences between afternoon tea and high tea. So check out those episodes and new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. So I... While looking at venues and seeing some of the animals that were inhabitants of these venues, you know, the cows, the horses, the sheep, yeah. the Irish wolfhounds, um, started thinking about 
pets being involved in weddings and animals being involved in weddings. Now, when I say that, caveat, I do not mean doves being released or butterflies being released because there are some horror stories and I personally feel just avoid. Yeah. Like, just avoid anything that requires a living, breathing creature to be, like, locked up for a small period of time. Yeah. Inside. Like, just avoid. Do you know what I mean? However, there are some excellent ways to involve animals in your wedding. So the first thing, obviously, is... Having a dog walk you down the aisle. Iconic. One, yeah, yeah, so iconic. Yeah. Or having a dog as a ring bearer. Uh, yeah. I love that. Some of the outfits I've seen of dogs on their like parents' wedding days are yeah. just spectacular. Unmatched, delightful. Yeah. Um then I was reading about this couple who took it and one step further. Um and had a um animal uh, i think it was the humane society of tampa bay at their wedding so they were called cassie and jonathan ross um i think this was earlier this year yeah in tampa and they basically just had cats (laughs) at their wedding um they posed with the cats people had pictures with the cats and then the cats were up for adoption oh that's a wedding which is so cute and if I was getting married somewhere that wasn't so far away from where most people lived, I genuinely would do the same thing. Yeah. And it's more just that like most of my friends would then have to like somehow fly a cat back to London, <laughs> um, which is actually quite difficult. Yeah. Um, have the cats in the hotel room. I don't know. But it was the cutest thing. Um, all of the pictures are so excellent. Yeah. And I just think it's like such a lovely, non-traditional fun thing to do at a wedding. Um, they called it the cat toss. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of tossing a bouquet, she would hold up cats and like be like, "This is this kitten. Its name is X. It's X years old. Who wants oh it?" Oh my like, god! So great! It's so like, cute! It's so so cute. The problem is, in an event like that, like I don't need any more pets right now. I grapple with yeah, it plenty, would... but there's no way in that situation that I would be able to say no. Totally. And I mean, so in 2015, um, there was another wedding mm-hmm. um, where they had dogs this time and the dogs were dressed up in like tux, tux collars and bows and like walked down the aisle and stuff. Yeah. And similar thing, like you you see a dog in a little bow tie, you're like, yeah, you're coming I'm, home with I'm me. I'm going to take like, it home. Obviously. Yeah. 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 So... Um, oh my god, and I've also just realized that Cassie and Jonathan Ross, they have two cats of their own, and one of the cats is called Ella. So <gasps> Of course it is. That's really yeah, of course, right? Yeah. Like love probably that. named after you. So that's uh, must, must be. Must like be. absolutely must be. Yeah. But just so cute. Like I yeah. absolutely love that. And then they um were able to post like happily ever after or yappily ever after pictures later <laughs> of all of the pets that found homes oh, at wedding. It's really cute. It's just so cute. So I I really love that. Um and then similarly in like the kind of theme of giving, mm-hmm. lots of people are choosing to have weddings at zoos and animal parks. Um yes. in England a lot of like um the grand houses have been since converted into like um sanctuaries and zoos and things and um 
I kind of like the idea of like like Edinburgh Zoo, for example. Mm-hmm. There's a big house in Edinburgh Zoo called Mansion House, and it's gorgeous. Like it's just a beautiful manner. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when you do that and you you pay to have your wedding at that venue, a lot of that money is going into animal care and conservation. That's really so that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. Like I, I I really like that. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, I was gonna say I don't know if it'd be for me, but I'm looking at some of these venues and I'm like, damn stunning yeah stunning yeah um so i really like that and then um (laughs) another one i found that i thought was hilarious was that um a farm in kent in england has alpaca weddings so the alpaca (laughs) so the wedding takes place on a farm it's like a gorgeous rustic kind of country yeah. English country farm vibes, but obviously there are alpacas on the farm. The alpacas get dressed up. They get like flower necklaces put around them oh, and bow ties. I'm looking at the pictures. It's so cute. Isn't it so cute? Oh. So, and they just look like smart little guys yeah. at this wedding. And then, yeah, people get to come and meet them and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Again, my worry would be like alpacas spit, don't they? Yeah, when they're. When, when they're threatened okay yeah i, I think, would just be white it just yeah my white my white dress white dress like i'm already having like anxiety dreams about people spilling yes. on my white dress yes. i don't know how i feel about an alpaca but adorable i think the weird like okay well a i bet i bet these are these are alpaca that are used to being around people so like, totally yeah these look like very social alpacas. yeah like i feel like they know i'm sure you have to like sign like you know a damage waiver or whatever but still yeah. like i have a feeling that like they're not just letting angry llamas go like attend the weddings <laughs> although it's pretty funny i also think i'd be less mad at a llama ruining my dress than i would be at like myself like just spilling red wine on it you know what i mean oh, like for at sure. least the story there is like well i did let up alpacas at the wedding and like Oops, but <laughs> if it's just me oh, yeah, being no. silly, clear drinks only around the dress, <laughs> yeah. like for sure. <laughs> like, no, 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 um, absolutely not. Um, and then the final thing that I found that I thought was really funny. Um, so there's this. I read this article about goats crashing a wedding in Austin, mm-hmm. right? So. It started off unintentionally. A herd of Nigerian dwarf goats, um, yeah, basically crashed a wedding. They're a bunch of kids. They were playing um, and somehow managed to, yeah, just graze yeah. across a wedding, essentially. Oh they just God. like wandered off, crashed a wedding, had a great time. But now it's become a thing at this venue next to Web Goats and people want to have the goat crashes so the herd arrives during the reception and people are like delighted and because they're teeny tiny little goats yeah you know they're teeny little nigerian dwarf goats um people love it yeah uh and i just i think it's hilarious and then there's this (laughs) this thing um for a while guests could feed the goats beer which is very nutritious for ruminants until a goat named Ted ruined it for the whole herd. He was a bit demanding and a bit rude. He had some behavior that was very pushy. (laughs) Anytime someone was giving beer, he would be there. So he was putting himself at risk for being overserved. So funny. 
This goat wanted too and then much Ted started. Yeah, and then Ted starts leading the goats astray. So they crashed a rehearsal dinner. Um, because, yeah, it was like food, yeah. drinks. And he would get up on the table and like steal the food and drinks. Oh. Um, just like so funny. So that I also think is goats. I love goats oh, so much. I, I think it. they're so cute so and cute. so funny. Um, um, a friend of mine in April, I think I went back to um, Arizona for a wedding and she had invited me to her like their bachelorette party basically that was the week before but i couldn't get there that early and then when i saw what it was i was like i should have tried so much harder because all they had what they did was have a basically like a petting zoo type thing just come and bring all the animals to her house to the backyard and so it was just like tons of goats and sheep and like rabbits and chicken like just hanging out and so they were all just it was just basically the the ideal situation. Um, and everyone yeah, that, like that I saw was like, Alexis, it felt like it was a bachelorette party for you, but you couldn't <laughs> be here. And I was like, I know, like, I'm glad I made it to the wedding. But also a little part of me was like, should I have just come for that? <laughs> was that the true event? Anyway, that is so sad. I know that you didn't I know that you didn't make it for that. But. Oh, maybe I should do a bachelorette party. That's a fair. How? I'm just trying to. Do you think a spa would let little goats in? Do you think if I paid them enough? Maybe. Or like. Well, they do goat yoga now, don't they? That's what I said. They do goat yoga. So, goat yoga on my bachelorette party would be such a vibe. That's a real vibe. Okay. I'm going to message my bridesmaids later and be like, guys, goat yoga on the itinerary. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, animals at weddings. Yeah. It feels like something that shouldn't work, but somehow seems to be, yeah. I think organized correctly, Mm -hmm. you know, with like real professionals, proper animal handlers, people that really know what they're doing to ensure the well-being of everybody involved. Yeah. Joyful. Yeah. Love it. I do think, okay, the type of, I mean, obviously there are huge, like, Things that can go wrong when, you know, the the dog was the ring bearer, but he ate the rings kind of thing. Like, that's terrible. I, I could see that being an issue. But I do think in general, if something has to go bad at a wedding, I would prefer it to be animal based because there's like still some fun in that and being like, yeah, yeah. We, we let the horse in and it like, yeah, it pooped on the dance floor. Like, and that's pretty funny. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. like human errors are a lot worse where it's like, 100%. oh yeah, they got too drunk and they got in a, a screaming fight and knocked over the cake. And it's like so much worse when it comes from that. Whereas animals, you're like, well, yeah, I mean. Oh, a hundred percent. You can only be so mad at a dog. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you'd be mad, but it's like, okay, I know you didn't do it intentionally. Exactly. But yeah, absolutely. Human error is, is way worse. If I could... <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Maybe you could replace some of your guests with animals. You <laughs> we won't name you names. Know, we, all, but... we all have that uncle, mm-hmm. don't we? Mm-hmm. We all have that uncle. Yeah, and maybe it's not an uncle specifically, but we all have that uncle. Like, that uncle, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, yeah. 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 So um, if, 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 I, if that uncle could just become like a, a sweet little Nigerian dwarf goat oh. for a day. <gasps> One, oh, he'd be so welcome. Yes, absolutely. 
just a, maybe maybe a tip for people with that uncle. Say sorry, guest book. We're full on guests. A goat took your place. <laughs> just letting you know. Maybe think about your actions from now on, and this won't happen again. <laughs> a goat is a better wedding guest than you. <laughs> I send you a picture of this but when I was climbing Sleeve Gully in which is the mountain behind the venue in Ireland I saw I was looking down in like a little kind of slipstream off the Curse Lake and on the surface of the water were what I for a moment was like are those fairies and I'm still not entirely convinced that because who is to say what a fairy is yeah anyway so anyway I was like are those fairies I'm looking down and it's just like little creatures moving very quickly and erratically across the surface of the water. And I was like, me and Michael stood and stared for ages. Like, what are, are they fish? Are they bugs? I, 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 I was completely baffled. So I took a little video of them, tried to Google, found nothing. Then I remembered I host a podcast called Comfort Creatures <laughs> and we've had all manner of biological animal experts on the show so i sent the video to the wonderful alice hope who we had on recently mm-hmm. um and was like hey you know about animals and you're a scientist yeah what are these little dudes what's going on and she told me they were whirligig beetles i would suggest everyone look them up i'll post the video as well yeah they are the coolest things ever and i'd never seen them before um and it was just the they they move like bumper cars. So they kind of they whirl, as their name would suggest, in yeah. sort of circles. And then when they're agitated or someone comes near, they whirl even faster. And like they kind of they either look like invisible fairies are playing bumper cars mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And again, not entirely convinced that's not the case. Yeah. Or they look like what kind of like videos at school of molecules like you know when molecules bump into each other yeah those videos in science at school definitely that's what it kind of reminded me of do you know what I mean it is weird Um, when you sent the video it is like really weird to see because like nothing has happened there's nothing there yeah right but the water is behaving insane like yeah yeah it's really cool yeah it was, it was so cool to see. Uh, so I got very excited by that. So I'll post that video as well. So yeah, well, a gig Beatles. Yeah, perfect. Fascinating. Yeah. We have a Ready, Pet, Go. And this one is from Colleen and Kylo. And Colleen is actually Katrina's sister, who's a longtime friend of this show, and um, Can I Pet Your Dog? So Amazing. it's just a fun family connection. All right. Ready, pet, go. Hi, all. I'm Colleen. I started working as a dog walker slash pet sitter three years ago, and I wanted to show you guys some of the pups that are special to me. And obviously, I will post these photos. Um, There's Chuck, the yellow lab, who is absolutely obsessed with me. Her owner jokingly calls me her girlfriend because whenever she sees me, it's kiss time. She also has (laughs) two Great Dane brothers that she loves playing with, Frank and Bo. The Danes both think they're lap dogs. Then there's Samson, truly the best, truly the dog I've sat with the most attitude. He tells you what he wants, when he wants it. He also has a special little perch on the back of a chair that looks out onto the street where he dutifully guards his house. 
I love him. I also pet sit for horses occasionally. Here's a picture of Haley, the biggest of the four I look after. Also, she stepped on my toe once, and I was very brave about it. Very proud of you. Finally, my boy Kylo. He's a German shepherd, and we got him when he was six months. He's an absolute nervous Nelly, and the first night we had him, we let him out, and he was too afraid to come back in. Doorways were a scary thing for him at first. But I sat with him outside, held him, and gave him scratches, and after that, he was practically tied to my hip. My parents say he gets forlorn when I leave to pet sit, but when I come back, he looks the happiest I've ever seen him. He's a quiet pup, but he does but he does these happy whimpers when I come through the door. Sorry if this went long. I have so many more sweet animals that are so special and would love to share them with everyone. Thank you, love, Colleen and Kylo. Oh, these pictures are so excellent. I know. Okay, so I'm just trying to like, okay, so wait, that's the lab. Mm-hmm. That's Chuck, mm-hmm. George, stunning. Mm-hmm. And then is 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 this the sassy one? The is one laying on Samson? the yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Samson looks real sassy. Yeah, you can tell. You can so tell that sassy Samson. Yeah. Oh my god, gorge. Yes. Um, petting horses. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Didn't yeah. know that was a thing. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, that's quite the pet sit. Like, that's yeah. That's not just like feed my cat. That's like watch watch the horse. This is a whole yeah. this is a whole horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it. For sure. It sounds so fun. It does sound fun, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like I don't know anyone well enough that I could be like, can I can I pet sit your horse? <laughs> no, me neither. But but I would love to. If anyone needs a horse pet sitting in the greater London area please contact us at comfortcreatures at gmail.com. Yeah. I'll do it. Yes. Um, if also would love a horse ready pet go. I feel like mm. if anyone's been sit, sleeping on that, I want to hear about your horse. So mm-hmm. send us that. Big time. Uh, comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Um, what else? Join us on Discord. Join us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that is it. Okay, cool. Well, then. Amazing. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.